When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Real Sports fam? Welcome to episode 24 of the Real Underscore Sports Podcast, the Snapchat Sports Pod. This is our fantasy football podcast. Your breakouts, your sleepers, your busts, all that you need to know, plus details on a special Real Sports Fantasy League. So let's get it. And down goes Frazier! Auburn's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! Hurry, way down top! What's up, Real Sports fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman from Real Underscore Sports on Snapchat. Big news coming, by the way, so stay tuned on that. Uh, as per my account, with me is my longtime best friend, Abe Granoff, and co-host of the pod, of course. Abe, what's going on, brother? I'm jacked up. Had my first draft last night. Went well, took a lot of risks, risks, but I got one more tomorrow. This is a good week. This week and next week when the fantasy drafts start happening because like week three of preseason is over with, that's when it becomes real that football is back. I got to bring you down a character. Well, first of all, we have college football coming up this weekend, which is Yeah, something about fantasy, I'm telling you, man. Yes, fantasy's fun. But before we get you fully on cloud nine talking fantasy and NFL, you know what we're going to talk about first. Uh, your inability to find your teammates and make the right basketball play. <laughs> so for some context, if this is one of your first times listening to the pod, which is okay, thank you to all the longtime listeners, though, of course. I, I would say probably 10 or 12 episodes, game two of my Monday night city league in New York City. I passed the ball off to my cousin, my teammate. He missed the layup. It was a contested layup. Abe gave me a ton of grief on the podcast about how are you going to not take the last shot? How are you? Whatever. I said, look, <laughs> we have a long season thing. You know, we got to get everyone involved. We it's just situational. So last night comes around still hobbled from our championship run, by the way, my foot and shoulder are just still a mess. Um, but uh, game comes down to, you know, 20 seconds left. I get the ball. I mean, I just crossed the shit out of this guy. But then they bring the double, and it was not – this is episode 24, so shout out Kobe because a lot of people were responding that that Mamba mentality. You're right. I probably could have passed, but, I mean, tell me that lay didn't you know look what? good. You know what, Jack? A couple, I'm, so I'm watching this again back and forth to get my in-depth analysis. When I first saw it, I just like shut it off because I knew you'd get all cocky about it. <laughs> so you, you start off, you call for the switch. You give a cross to the left, and then you're calling this a double team. This well, little, this kid just like gave the worst effort to reach in for the basketball. Well, he was he was cutting off the lane, so I had to pick right, up no. my dribble. He got, which yeah, made... he got you. He got you tripped up a little. Yeah. But the other thing I noticed, so I came off the bat and I said, "Your inability to find your teammates. Your teammates made absolutely zero effort to get open on that play." There's Do one you... kid. There's one kid on the right to the top of the key. Yeah, exactly. I commented on RS Pod after I posted the video tagging him. I was like, "You were really looking for the ball there." He was like, "I thought, 
I honestly thought green shirt was a streaker on the court. Uh, I didn't realize <laughs> he was on the team. So, so that league, um, there we have ten on our team, but the league only gives you eight jerseys, right? So, like early in the season, what we have kind eight. of rule is that? No, because they don't want to pay for more than eight <laughs> jerseys, so they but they'll pay for a film department. Yeah, so early in the season, we showed up full team and. You get a tech if a player doesn't have a jersey, but the guy was like, no, well, we have extras in the back. So they gave us, but he thought we still didn't have enough. So they didn't tee us up. So we actually would have lost the game because we won by one, but there was no technical foul given. Um, it was what just kind pretty of league funny. is this? Basketball City. It's really legit. Like Kemba has his summer camp there. Lance Stevenson's done camps there. NBA PA throws camps there. Like really nice facilities. And we're, we're in the right league. So it put us into the playoffs. As one of the higher seeds, I mean, everyone... no wonder you guys were in a winner go home situation. Look at the effort by the other four. <laughs> um, so yeah. So, anyways, now to fantasy football. You had your draft the other night. Um, tell so, us a little about your squad. Yeah. So I so I had a draft last night. Um, me and my buddies from school. It was a ten team league, uh, full point PPR. So I'm sitting at ten and I have eleven. So a big decision to make whether what type of position. I want to go, should I go running back, running back, running back, wide receiver, or the unconventional wide receiver, wide receiver? Because a lot of people are are adamant that running backs are the way to go in fantasy. So to me, there was a consensus six running backs from the start, right? There's Saquon, McCaffrey, Kamara, DJ, Le'Veon, Zeke. And, and Zeke, right. Um, after those six, it's kind of just a pick, take your pick. The next running backs after that are like the – Joe Mixon, Gurley, who has the injury question marks and and that area, um, and James Conner. Melvin so, Gordon is in there. Well, he wasn't in there because right. of this whole contract situation, but we'll get to Melvin. Um, so me and my partner, Josh, we, we've done this the past years. We just love receivers in this PPR league. So Julio went the pick before us. We could have taken – no, Michael Thomas also went, and D-Hop did. Um, <laughs> so you really left with the runs. So we we were gonna get Julio or Devonte, and we really wanted Devonte Adams. Thankfully, Julio went the pick before. Uh, we picked up Devonte Adams, who has had ten touchdowns the past three seasons. And then we had a decision. We were thinking about mixing, but we decided that we're gonna go the the wide receiver heavy route, and we took Tyree Kill. Wait, can um, I ask? Was Juju on the board? Ju- Juju was on the board. Oh, Juju was hey, on the board. You know my feelings on I, Juju. Yeah, and I know your feelings are irrelevant to what I do with my team. You can GM okay. your own team. Okay. And we'll find out in the real sports league. Yeah, more um, details coming. So whatever, we're stuck with two receivers, no running backs yet. And we go up in the third round. It comes back to us. So we're at the fourth and fifth. No, the third and fourth round. And we have a decision on our hands because sitting there pretty and we went for him and we're getting a lot of heat for it. And I pray to God that he signs, but we went with it and we took Melvin. Um, it's a, it's a boomer bust situation. Uh, I think his contract situation is a little different than Le'Veon's because he's still on his rookie deal. So the franchise tag isn't necessarily involved and they can just move this year's salary to next year's salary. Cause he doesn't become a free agent at the end of the year. Um, so I don't think he'll sit out the entire season, though I do think he'll sit out a little bit of the beginning. And I'm, I'm I don't get to, that. So why would he sit out if he it, like, like why, you why think, waste his body? No, no, no. But I'm saying 
you're saying he'll only sit out a bit of it. Does that mean that they get a deal done by week four instead of before? No, like it, it comes down to for every week and week of training camp and game they miss, they're they're getting fined by the team. Right. So, so you think you think by week four he's all of a sudden just going to be like, oh, I'm missing out on money. I want to play. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? You you put your own fantasy season. At I know Jeopardy. because it, it, I know you better have known. Well, the thing is, the the Chargers are in the position where they can wait and see if Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, which they will, they'll be I good. Mean, oh, that's up to you. Yeah. Um, but will they be Melvin Gordon good for sixteen games a year? That's hard to tell. Um, but we took the risk on Melvin, and you would think that we would take another running back here just to play it safe with the running backs but no we went with the weapons and we took zach Ertz. so right now we're looking at Devonte adams uh tyree kill zach Ertz, and melvin gordon to round out our roster um for our second running back slot we took the rookie david montgomery who i know you're a fan of so he's our he's our running back one if melvin doesn't play our running back two is a little question question mark it's either darius geis on washington coming off a torn ACL when they drafted him really high or Tevin Coleman, who had a great year for Atlanta with Devonte Freeman out and is now in San Fran. Uh, Matt Breda might get some carries, but hopefully we don't have to start them and Melvin comes back soon, but we got T Y in our flex and breeze at quarterback. So overall, I think we did really well for a PPR league. Um, I mean, your running backs are da- I like David Montgomery, but I don't think like, Hey, I'm thinking that, rookie of the year potential with David Montgomery. That's fine. But even, no, you're not. You picked Josh Jacobs to be rookie yeah, of the year. Well, and then Josh Jacobs <laughs> fell off the board and David Montgomery fell into my lap. <laughs> it's okay, funny how so, things work. Yeah, that is funny how things work. So let's go with our, let's start with our one bold, bold kind of take for who we think it's just going to be like a breakout star. It could either be a sleeper who who you cannot miss on on the draft. It can be, you know, even just calling like I like Saquon to easily finish number one. He should be like a clear number one. Um, so let's start with that. I'll go first. Actually, before we get into it, I have to make my baby goat pitch uh. because I think like – Obviously, you know, and everyone knows how I act on the snap is supporting Lamar Jackson. But this one, I genuinely want the followers to understand that there's no better pick at quarterback than Lamar Baby Goat Jackson. It's just not there's, true. There, it's not true. How? Because he, he, he can't just be in that. T- you can't be that set in stone as a fantasy. like In terms of value. You, you what what do you mean value? There's really no value in the quarterback position in fantasy. I saw that's, some stat. Listen, listen. I saw some stat that was the difference between Pat Mahomes and Jameis Winston, who was the fifteenth or fifteenth or sixteenth rank, um, right. uh, quarterback last year, was an average of like two point six points per week or something. The, the quarterback, yeah. the quarterback, the kicker, and the defense aren't as valuable as these running backs and wide receivers. That's my point is to why I would never draft a Mahomes or a Deshaun Watson. Oh, we have or, we have a question on that later. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that. But I'm saying for value's sake, you can get Lamar so late in your drafts, and there is a very high chance he's going to be a top five quarterback out of all there's been five quarterbacks who have carried the ball like over a hundred times in a season. And he's obviously projected to carry the ball the most times ever. Hence why the real sports fam tells me he's a running back every day. And 
out of those five quarterbacks, all five finished top five in fantasy quarterbacking. Three of them were top three and two of them were number one. So if you think Lamar is a running back, that's even more reason because he could throw for 200. He could score a touchdown or two. And then on the ground for every 40 yards, he runs that counts for a hundred passing yards. So it's just like, he is, there's so much value. The numbers say draft him and you can get him late. There's zero reason to ever reach for a quarterback, even like you said, even like Mahomes. And then when you can get Lamar that late and then add in Kyler, Kyler, he won't have as many rushing yards, but these dual threat quarterbacks really put up a ton of fantasy points. You saw that when Vic was in Philly, he had one of the best uh, fantasy seasons ever. So right, same thing with Cam. Lamar, Lamar's so a good pick. My- Lamar's a good pick, but like, it's about the sample size. Like he hasn't shown it yet enough to put that much confidence in him. That's why it's an even better pick because he's going to be our starting quarterback all 16 games if he stays healthy. And he's shown a very strong propensity in college and in the pros to staying healthy, even as a runner. So you can still get him for value. Right. I mean, Um, some people are picking him up as a starter. I think someone picked him up in my league last night. Yeah. So who's who's your bold claim, and then I'll go next. Uh, I was kind of mad this guy didn't fall to me last night. Uh, one guy, I'm, it's not going to be like a bold claim, but who I expect to, he had a great, a very underrated year last year, very under the radar, and I think he's just going to break the scene. I think they're going to be a good team this year. I'm going with Chris Carson, running back of the Seahawks. Uh, okay. Last year he put up 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns sneakily. Um, he can catch. He gets the targets. He had – Around 30 targets last year, 170 receiving yards. He was sharing carries. But I just think that offense, they they could run the ball the most in the NFL next year. That's what Pete Carroll does. And I just think he'll keep getting the reps, and he's about as efficient as they come. So they do have Rashad Penny there, but I think that he is a very, very high-value running back, too, for a 10 or even 12, especially 12-team league. Yeah, they've already said reports in training camp that Carson will be the workhorse, which is really exciting. Uh, That's another thing that fantasy owners love and Seahawks fans hate is how much they do run the ball when they have such a special talent with Russell Wilson. So Carson, well, where do you kind of project him to net out? So like, like you're saying he could be a top five back or just for where he can get picked. He can be a, he can be a top 10 um, back for sure. In my opinion. Okay. I think last year he might have even finished as the eighth back or something. But this guy's going to get you uh, 1,300 yards, essentially, on the ground and in the air. So right now he's being drafted as around like the number 17 running back, which, I mean, there are a lot of running backs to go through. Uh, he kind of falls just after that, like, um, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook area, where you're more, you're more looking at like the Aaron Jones, Damian Williams, and then Chris Carson falls in that category. So I think he really breaks out and becomes maybe even next year a, a second-round pick. Wow. Okay. I don't hate that. So I'm actually going to give you props <laughs> for uh, finding that one. Mine is going to be a little on the bolder sure side, although I don't, I don't think it'll be that bold come season's end. I guess that's the point of making <laughs> the pick. But I have Juju Smith-Schuster not, finishing not as bold. the that's number not one that's not that bold. Oh, number one. Yeah, I've Juju Smith Schuster. <clears throat> excuse me, Juju Smith Schuster is finishing number one fantasy wide receiver. So other people who you know 
people will project in front of him is D hop, obviously going fourth or fifth, uh, Devante, your guy, Tyreek, you took over Juju Odell with Baker, Julio and Michael Thomas. So I think, and maybe even AB. So I think all those players have been listed before Juju, but I'm a big believer. Uh, I may have mentioned this before, but I'll give you the reasoning. Uh, they have to replace, you know, 10 touchdowns and thousands of receiving yards with AB. I'm not saying all of that goes towards AB and, or towards Juju rather. And you've pointed to, well, now that's only going to help James Washington, which I totally agree with. I think that's a solid pickup. Ben's always favored the second wideout, but Juju, he's ready to be a number one. He, that's part of why AB and Juju clashed so much. It was kind of under the radar, but they didn't love each other because Juju was taking the line share of his catches. Juju was ascending. AB was kind of falling off per the numbers. AB falling off, please. Per, like based off what he had done in the past, there was a downward trend. That doesn't mean he wasn't great, and that doesn't mean he wasn't putting up big numbers. Yeah, but he had, he had thirteen hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns last year. That's okay. So now you have to replace fifteen touchdowns. That doesn't that doesn't mean you, you automatically didn't... replace him. Like you don't just I, get fifteen touchdowns for losing them. Correct, but let's say you get ten to twelve. I think that's reasonable. Let's say you get ten, Juju. You have to imagine is the number one threat gets three at minimum i mean three touchdowns and he's he was already near top five production i'll I'll tell you why i'm not a big fan of juju i do think he's good but how much you're piping him up that i do not know so ab and and uh juju last year were both top five yard um in the league in targets that's just because the steelers throw the ball so damn much um right one i think that they focus on Connor a little bit more and make him a bigger part of the offense and maybe don't throw the ball 45 times a game Two, last year. Juju wasn't seeing these double teams because Antonio Brown was attracting the number one corner on every opposing team and, and a safety or another corner to double team him. Um, he was still having that production obviously because he's Antonio Brown, but Juju was seeing a lot more of these one-on-ones. And I think that's why you saw a crazy production from him and also the volume of times that they throw. So the combination of them not throwing the ball as much and Juju being um, more strictly defended and the fact that Antonio, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's entire career, we've talked about this before, has relied on the number two receiver um, throughout his entire career. So Antonio Holmes and Antoine Randall and then Juju. I mean, and then Antoine. Yeah, Antoine Randall. Sorry. Antonio Brown. <laughs> I think Martavis Bryant. Right, I mean, Martavis there were a few Bryant, people like, I would have named even, before. Even, be even, I mean, geez, I keep talking about all these Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger uh, is even liked his tight end throughout his career. Um, Heath Miller. Yeah. Heath Miller. Jesse yeah. James. Um, Vance McDonald now. So, yeah, Vance yeah. this year. So they have a bunch of weapons still around him. I think Juju will be more hardly defended. And I just I don't see him being that like 1,300-yard double-digit touchdown receiver that – Antonio Brown was. Yeah, I I think my bet is that he'll easily, not easily. Well, yes, my bet is he'll easily make that transition to one. You have reservations because he has to make that jump, which is totally fair. Uh, I'm just a believer. I actually think he regresses. I'm looking at his numbers now from last year. How do you really go up from 111 receptions and 1,400 yards? Uh, He only had seven touchdowns. Uh, Are those projections? That's what he had last year. I don't know how you go up from that. It's pretty impressive. I mean, Julio's honestly. talking about going for 3,000 yards. I don't know about that. Yeah, imagine. you, But he'll still have only, you know, like 
two yeah. touchdowns. <laughs> had, I had that problem um, last year. So let's go with our sleepers that we really like. Do you want to that, start? That was kind of one sleeper, but who was? You gave Juju. Well, Juju wasn't a sleeper, but I say Chris Carson. Well, yeah. Juju but was. all right, I'll go first. I'm gonna say uh, I wanted him too last last uh, night. He didn't fall to me. Uh, Devontae Freeman, Atlanta. Um, he was a big name when he was healthy the past three years. Uh, he had two back-to-back thousand-yard rushing years. Then he had 800 yards, and this was all when Tevin Como was there. Then last year, obviously, he got hurt in week three, missed the entire rest of the year, didn't do anything. Uh, Tevin Coleman's gone. He's healthy. I think the Falcons have a big year, and I think Devontae Freeman's a big part of that offense. They have so many weapons on the outside to take attention away from Freeman. The better your passing game, the better your running game. And I think Matt Ryan has a big year. Uh, he even could have numbers like he did in his MVP year. I think the Falcons make the playoffs for sure. I think Devontae Freeman will be a big part of that. Uh, so I'm looking at Devontae Freeman, especially in a PPR league. Uh, when he was healthy, he was having 70 receptions, 50 receptions, and over 400 yards every year. So in a PPR league, Devontae Freeman could even be a running back one. Um, I'm going to – I'll throw out a couple names just because I like – throwing out names like I think Calvin Ridley's probably being slept on he did a really good job last year and I don't mind if you're the second wide receiver on a on a team especially because we think the Falcons are going to improve this year um my sleeper is Chris Godwin from the Bucks he'll be wide receiver damn damn (laughs) I mean damn that was literally my yeah it's a really trendy pick but for in case anyone on the pod hasn't drafted and hasn't gotten him he's going to be awesome this year he's going to get a ton of targets uh, should be more. Jameis loves him. He's on the field for most of the um, most of the snaps. They lost to Sean and Adam Humphreys, so I think it really helps Godwin. He'll have a ton of game breaking plays. You also have Carry On Johnson for the Lions. Running backs on that team are never a fun fun guy to pick. They didn't have hundred yard game till last year. But let me bring you some. Uh, I don't know some a little inside news potentially. I also don't know necessarily where or how this affects each player but little birdie told me that stefan diggs for trent williams has been up in the air as a as a clean swap and i think you know you have that split production between poor stefan diggs between yeah exactly between diggs and thielen so potentially i mean diggs got 150 targets last year and um and Thielen, you know, he had something along those lines. So it's not like the production is going to necessarily spike, but they would both be the clear number one in their spot. Like like Thielen had 153, so they still got plenty of action. Trent Williams reunites with uh, Kirk. Yeah. So if that happened, would you would that would that help anything in your in your? I think it would help um, my Darius Geis and my running back situation on my team. Like I said, the better the passing game, the better the running game. Um, I don't think the Redskins are going to be that good this year. I'm kind of nervous about guys, especially with a crowded running back room. I kind of let my partner talk me into that one. But we're Yeah, running. you went risky at running back. Yeah, I mean, we've done it every year. It's We've had unbelievable teams, and last year uh, things went south. But um, we had some injuries last year. We've always been a receiver-heavy team. Um it's been criticized in the league. People are running back heavy teams, but hey, you got to play your own game. Do we have a question about Melvin or Zeke and all of that? I know we kind of yeah. touched on. Okay, so let me read uh, a little ship station ad, and then after that, we will get to 
the questions. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter what you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation.com brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners, Real Sports fam listeners, can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. That's, there's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial even without entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the mic at the top of the homepage and type in blue at ShipStation.com. Then enter promo code blue. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Get All right. So ship. what's the, what's the first question? Time. Yeah, it's a, it's a great tagline. Yeah. So a bunch of people sent a lot of great questions to my Instagram DMs. Um, that's actually one part of doing this podcast that I love is all these DMs I get. Yeah, some questions some questions are funny. Some some just rip on you, some rip on me and what we say. But <laughs> occasionally get a good question. I thought that people, you guys are always we're always going back and forth together. Um, but we got a question from baseball.riley99. Riley wants to know just listen to the podcast, and my question is, do you think Ezekiel Elliott will return to play this season and is worthy of the fourth overall pick in the first round of fantasy? Why don't you go ahead and ask that first? Um, will Zeke, so Zeke is very okay with sitting out and it appears based off Jerry Jones, arrogant comments that, um, you know, they don't care to pay him as they shouldn't, they should not pay a running back. We've been very clear on that stance. Um, is he worth the fourth pick on that stance? Yeah. I mean, it's just a fact, but, um, will Zeke sit out or is it, I think the real question that was asked is, is he worth the fourth pick yeah. or should you wait? I think you, if you think he's coming back, you take him at four oh, come uh, on. and it'll be a value what pick. Think? What do I think is going to happen? What would you do? Would you take him at four if you had the fourth pick? Answer the question. If I had the fourth pick, no, I wouldn't. I don't see the risk is way too high. You can get quality players the same way you mentioned that Jameis might've been two points behind uh, Mahomes. I think a DJ or Hopkins or, Whoever else is going in that side, even Joe Mixon can put up similar numbers this year. And I just don't think it's worth the risk, honestly, Riley, at all. you got fourth pick. Take Zeke. Take Zeke. Um, first off, I do think he, he'll play this year, for sure. Um, I think, if anything, I'm a little bit in the hot seat and Melvin might not play just because the Chargers have a way more fluid situation on contractually with their entire team as well as competent running backs in their running back room with Eckler and Justin Jackson. Whereas the Cowboys whole offense is predicated around Zeke and especially Dak Prescott's success. And that's widely known. He just opens up everything for them. The numbers of the Cowboys with Zeke on the field and not on the field are, there's a huge difference between them. I mean, this guy is getting you, he's going to touch the ball 350 times. He's a lock for at least 1300 yards. I mean, if he wasn't suspended two years ago, he would have been, the NFL rushing leader all three years he's been in the league so far. He ran for 1,600 yards and then 990 in 10 games. And then last year, 1,400 yards. Plus he's giving you upwards of like 
30 to 50 receptions. I mean, he had 77 last year, which was crazy. So I think the risk reward is there just because he's a guaranteed top three back in fantasy or top four back in fantasy this year. And that's just so valuable in any league to give you a guy that can get you in a PPR league, like 22 a game, like is unbelievable. He'll have games where he can go for 40. And the the Cowboys have been known for making deals late in training camp, whether those deals are good or not is a different story. But like I said, Zeke doesn't have, is not in the same situation similar to Melvin that Le'Veon was in, in the fact that he's not a free agent after this year. So he still has two years left on his contract. He doesn't, move up a year and to chance become a free agent after this year. He's losing money by the day. The Cowboys know how much they need him. He wants to be there. I think you go for it. I get what you're saying. I just, once you start missing any games at all, it really affects your ranking and finishing as the top. Like if he misses four games, which I think you agree is honestly possible, then yeah, but he, yeah, he's, he's just drafting. You got to draft. He won't finish as the top like Last night, actually, um, so we drafted Melvin, obviously, and the the plan was to get Austin Eckler on the round on the way back. And of course, the pick before us, they didn't even need him. Two of my buddies, Brillo and Boof. Yeah, I know those are those are some names, real sports fan. Brillo and Boof. But uh, I knew they were going to take him just to spite us. They screw us every year, one way or another. And they took Austin Eckler. And of course, now I was talking to Brillo today. He's trying to make obscure trade offers, and I'm just like, keep them. I'll, I'll figure. I'll figure it out. I don't want to deal with you. I think you got to let go of your I'm ego not, on that no, front. I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting ripped Eckler. off. Like I, I have running backs that like having. There's no rip off though. Eckler's gonna have more fantasy points this year than Melvin Gordon. Well, that doesn't matter. I have. He doesn't. Will he, Austin Eckler have more than Darius Geis or Tevin Coleman? Like who knows. There's Justin Jackson there. Yes. The answer is yes to both. I'm going to go on my little rant of, so we, you say draft Zeke, that's fine. But my advice is do not draft oh. Melvin Gordon. It does not look like he's going to play this year. And even if he does, that backfield is super crowded. Eckler takes valuable carries away. And JJ, he's a good player. They, the Chargers do not need Melvin Gordon in the slightest. They can get the production that those two give. We've talked about how you can build a running back, a backfield easily. The Eagles did it. They won a Super Bowl. The Patriots do it every year. Like, you don't need running backs. And these organizations are starting they're, – they're getting so analytical and they're going number heavy. And the data says you don't need to pay a running back $20 million. Running backs don't win you games. Okay, well, you you're saying, you're saying don't draft Melvin. Um, okay, he's not just going to be a free agent. So where do you where do you take that risk and, and go for it? Because I did it. I did uh, it on the first pick of the mean, fourth round. Essentially, my advice would be let someone else take the risk because someone will. Because that's just that, that's just how it goes. Someone will take that risk. Right, but where does Let that risk have become? That risk. Somewhat you, of a reward for the spot that you got him. It should it should never get to the point of where you need to draft him. But hypothetically, like halfway so through I drafted the fifth him round, as maybe? my RB one, and now David Montgomery, when he's out, will right. be my RB one, and I'll, I'm all in, baby. Right? Who's who's. Who's a who's a running back by committee backfield? Plus you have Guise. Oh my god, Guise! If you think if coming, you think Puy is bad, you just say Guise. Got you have Guise coming off a torn ACL. So you don't and like my team back at all. By committee backfield, you have. I said your running backs. I, I just don't know why you did that to yourself. I love. I, I said Ertz, I love the rest of the team. Tyreek, Devontae, and Ty to make up for it. 
Yeah, I didn't realize you left Juju on the board. I would obviously disagree with that one as per my earlier claim. But I like the weapons you have. Honestly, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to probably trade. Like, let's hope T.Y. starts off hot with Jacoby uh, and then I, just ship him off for a running back. Like, what, you, you don't know what these guys are going to do. Okay, and what if I, what if, what if right. I win the lottery I, tomorrow? We're just I making big things on up that aren't going to happen. I am. He's a really good player, but he's still running back by committee and a rookie. So he can't he's a he's a flex at best, is my point. Maybe he's he's a mid level RB two, but like you're expecting high hey, level RB two. No one thought Philip Lindsay would do what he did last year. Why don't we move on to Philip Lindsay? Why don't we move That's because who was the other who was the other running back? Uh they Royce Freeman last year or someone? Yeah, and Royce Freeman like he fell off the earth. Tariq Cohen's well, not going there. Speaking anymore. of Philip Lindsay, let's move to who we think are going to be a big bust this year. You got a shout out. Well, who who I asked said, the first um, question? By the way, baseball dot Riley ninety nine. Shout out Riley. I said draft okay. Zeke Riley. Okay, cool. I just want to make. I wanted to make sure we shout him out. Let's keep going with the questions, right. and then we'll close um, with the. Bus. I got a question from T Smurz eleven. T Smurz wants to know, is there a draft strategy that you prefer? Like go heavy running back wide receiver early and wait on a quarterback slash tight end? Or would you take a gamble on an Ertz or Mahomes? Um, all right. I will, I'll go with my normal draft strategy. Um, so we touched on, I'm, I'm a running back heavy guy because I, I find it to be, you know, once you really get into that, thick of things kind of like you did uh at the end you're really just throwing throwing darts so i like to take running backs to start off and then i kind of piece my wideouts. i never draft a quarterback early you mentioned it you know mahomes finished two points per game above Jameis, so you don't you don't really win leagues off quarterback so i always go running backs to start then wideouts. if i get put in a position where i have to uh you know reach for or get a wide out over running back i'll do that i also i'm a big fan of just taking my own guy so like if i see godwin and i'm nervous he might even either be taken after me or i think like you know it it could be technically early and there's other players i'm still gonna take him i'm still gonna take lamar probably around early because i think it's worth it so i'm one of those like go get your guy if you believe it's them uh if you don't know a lot about fantasy then you probably shouldn't do that just going off names, but uh, I do that. And then just, you don't even need to draft a kicker or defense should be your last, defense should be your last because week by week. Exactly. They have to be your last two picks. Um, you can also build, you know, a nice little repertoire of quarterbacks based off like, like for example, like a Flacco, a Matt Ryan, a Lamar, a Cam Newton, like some of these guys that you'll find later in the drafts, you can kind of piece them together. So Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan will not have I think Matt Ryan easily top could. five strong. And I don't think Joe Flacco has been a fantasy okay, starter right. so in think, years. Correct. But my point is, let's say even you could take a Joe and a Jameis, and if you started them when they're each playing like a worse defense, you could you could you're compile in bad, you're in bad a strong on a starting if you're, if you're deciding between Jameis and Joe Flacco. 
I mean, <laughs> if you take Lamar, you're fine. So, but but you get what I'm saying. You, if you kind of think of it from the daily fantasy perspective and you just match it up versus the bad defenses, you can actually build that. You can't really do that with running back. You can try, but it won't go as well. So, right. those are my so my drafts. Obviously, what I told about, you yeah. that in past years I've done this, and this year I did it. I go wide receiver heavy, especially in a PPR league. Let me just be clear, because if you're not a PPR league, you got to yeah. go get a running back or you're screwed. And that's part of the reason why I do receivers yeah. is because that point per reception is huge. Like half points, a different story puts a little bit more emphasis on the running back, but a full point where the wide receivers are the deepest position in fantasy sports, which is also fantasy football, which also means that they're the most top heavy and have the most superstars at the top um, where you're getting these number one receivers on good offenses like Adam Thielen and Stefan Stefan Diggs in round three. And you can get multiple at the top that are superstars. And like I did in Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams last year, I had Michael Thomas and Julio Jones together. Um, but he also asked about the tight end position. Um, so when you're drafting a tight end, there's really only three that you take earlier. And by early, I mean like top five rounds and that's Kelsey Ertz and Kittle. Uh, I took Ertz last night in the third round but these are because you treat these guys as if they're a receiver like they're just big big receivers that occasionally will throw a block at somebody like they're going out they're getting eight to nine targets a game um they're putting up touchdowns so you're drafting them as receiver so if you're not getting one of those three and maybe you go running back heavy and then get a a tight end because the people like kelsey Ertz, and kittle are getting like they could easily be the number one um, target on their team this year. So you get that. Other than that, it's kind of just like take your pick and get lucky with like Jared Cook, OJ Howard, Evan Ingram, David Njoku, Hunter Henry. So I really think that if you're not getting one of those three, wait on a tight end, wait till they start going, and then take your pick. Um, quarterback also, I'm not a big going early. Wait, you can get guys like Matt Ryan, who I think two years ago I had Matt Ryan, like very late, he had an MVP season. Um, like quarterbacks are, they, they go off all the time with these 300 yard games and multiple touchdowns where you can get top quarterbacks, like way later in the draft. Um, even Russell Wilson falls a while and he's a, he's a huge threat in fantasy because of what he does on the ground. So I'm a wide receiver guy, uh, tight end only if you're getting one of the top three, take him early and quarterback sit back and relax. Last night, I forgot last night. We forgot to take I'm a quarterback. Gl- we were like, oh, we should, shit. We should probably take a quarterback. And it was Breeze or Dak, and we took Breeze. That seems like an obvious choice, but I guess in fantasy perspective, I had a question come in that was um, Dak or Wentz in fa- in terms of fantasy value. Shout out Piper for the question. You really want me to answer this? I mean, he said he knows what – he's actually an Eagles fan, so he knows how – So why is he asking the question? Well, I'm curious – Come on, you know the answer. I don't know what the answer is in terms of fantasy because I don't – like, I guess Wentz could get – he's just been hurt a little, so – A little? Yeah. What's is, – is it obvious – like, is it 10 times out of 10 it's Wentz? No, I mean, if Carson Wentz is, is healthy the entire season, of course it is. Even in terms of um, fantasy, though. Yeah, because Carson is still a threat on the ground. Uh, you saw the numbers that he put up and what he was on his way to be an MVP that season. Uh, he had 33 touchdowns through 13 games. He had seven interceptions. He was throwing for 255 yards a game. Like, And look at the weapons that the Eagles have now around him. They have finally have a really solid backfield 
in Miles Sanders, who's expected to have a big role. Jordan Howard, who we went out and traded for. Still have Corey Clement. Darren Sproles will get a, a few too many carries here and there. And adding Deshaun Jackson to this offense, I can't emphasize enough what it does for the players around him and Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey, who are these big, big receivers with great hands that are just going to be in single coverage across the middle. Zach Ertz will have a linebacker on him one-on-one where he's used to having that safety over the top, but now that safety over the top is going deep with Deshaun Jackson. I just think Carson has all the weapons around him. Granted, I'm biased, and I would never answer Dak um, in a million years, but to me, it's a no-brainer. It's just a matter of if you believe Carson will stay healthy, which as an Eagles fan, I am legally obligated to do, then there's a it's a no-brainer. Granted, Dak has still had good years, but he's putting up 20 touchdowns a year through 13 interceptions. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if there's any respect to give to Dak, it's just about his winning ways. I, it has nothing to do with fantasy. I would never want Dak as my quarterback. I would never, like, draft him unless right. he fell. So you would take Carson, very, too? I would take Carson. I'm glad. I'm also glad you recently were talking about tight end. I kind of want to add that to my new draft strategy. I I never would get would get one of the top three tight ends, even uh-huh. when it was Gronk or Tony Gonzalez, and it always seemed to burn me. I, I had Gronk so now, a few times, and it's honestly very big. It's huge because, like we said, or like you said, Mahomes to Jameis is two points, but the number one versus the number fifteen it's tight huge. end is is a and, massive. And, and gap. You, you treat these guys; they're number one receivers that are filling a position, and then you have the wide receiver position in fantasy where it's so deep and you can get guys like Robert Woods in the fifth round who are, he's got right, a shit ton right. of targets and can fill that wide receiver two spot if you need. So you're looking at two number one receivers on your team, except one is in a wide receiver slot and the other is a George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, who fills your tight end position. Gotcha. All right. Do we have another question or are we talking bust? Uh, I think we might have one more question. We've got – I picked up Cam. This is Aiden – well, shout out T-Smurz for that question. Um, hope we gave you a good answer. I got one from Aiden.Gats07. He wants to know, I picked up Cam and Russell in the later rounds of my draft. Who do I start? Not just right away, but down the stretch, who is the better option? So I think um, you kind of answer – or I answered that, and it's you just go week by week and you just see which team has the worst defense. They're both going to put up very similar production. I assume Russell will finish the year with more points. And plus Cam, you know, he's probably going to miss a few games with injury. He does every year. But just look at it per week. And who has a better matchup? Uh, Who's playing? You actually want to target. It's kind of complicated, and this might complicate things, but you actually want to target the game that will be – where the quarterback has a better chance of losing because then they're in more passing situations. So I, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, that that's just a fact. So you're, more playing, times- so you're playing, so you're playing. All right. So say Cam is playing the Rams who have, we'll say one of the best defenses in the NFL. Well, it's got, more about secondaries, but they have Lamar uh, Joyner. They have Peters. They brought in Eric Weddle, your guy from Baltimore. He's horrible. I mean, he's absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, they have the best player in the NFL. In I said Baltimore. that's why it's, it's complicated because to target a competitive game, you're going to assume you're actually playing a better defense. So it goes. It, it really is a case by case situation. But if you can target 
where a game where he'll have more pass attempts, but also you just want to play the worst defense. Listen, in my opinion, just talking about Cam and Russell Wilson, uh, Cam is like if he's healthy, which I don't think he will for 16 games, then I think actually he's the better option than Russell Wilson this year, just because um, the Seahawks run the ball so much. Granted, Russell Wilson will probably give you more on the ground than Cam, but Cam will give you, you know, he's going head first when he shouldn't at the goal line for a goal line <laughs> touchdown. Like he'll give yeah. you a few rushing touchdowns at the goal line. He'll still run the ball. It's just a matter of if he can stay healthy. I don't think he would. So I would take Russell before him, but I do think if Cam does play all year, then he probably will have a better year fantasy wise. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's no way he plays 16. I, I don't even know how his arm might fall off mid season. Yeah, he, he's in um, All right, let's finish up with our bust of the season. Like, I'm not just saying this for effect, and I'm actually going to use um, some help from ESPN, but I agree with it. My bust is Patrick Mahomes, and it's define, – Define bust. Exactly. The so the definition of bust is for where he's being drafted – which is like the third and fourth. No, I mean his average draft position is nineteen, so that's end of second round. I don't, I don't know, I don't know who's taking him nineteen. In every mock I've seen in draft, I mean, this is what the website is mean, saying, but is, experience. This is from, he went, he went, from, he went in the third. Okay, so but where in the third round? Early in the third round? So between nineteen. I, I don't know exactly, but irrelevant because I don't take a quarterback there. So anyway. that's yeah, that harps on what I, my draft strategy from earlier is that well, one Mahomes, there hasn't been a quarterback who's repeated as the top fantasy quarterback since '04. It's just really hard to repeat like that. Even when Peyton threw his 50 touchdowns or Brady, they never even repeated that. Uh, that's another reason why I don't think he's going to MVP this year because it's always an ever changing thing between the two. Although I think he's an absolute special talent. Um, you're going to have to pass up on people like Joe Mixon, Keenan Allen, Dalvin Cook, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, Zach Ertz, and you can get that production from your quarterback or close to it way later in the draft. So in terms of who not to reach for, it's people like Mahomes. People are listing Le'Veon as a bust. I actually don't agree with that. I'm, I'm, I'm big on Le'Veon yeah, this year. So, so who's, uh, who's your bust? So... For my bust this year, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna say bust because I still think he can put together a great year, but big time regression. Keenan Allen. Um, what you like, Keenan? I mean, the thing with Keenan, unless you're gonna say because of injuries, which is a fair point, but it's part of it. No, Melvin, and when he's on the field, he's one of the best receivers in the league. Not Listen, only for production, yeah, but I mean, fantasy. He's had last year. He had 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. The year before that, 1,406 touchdowns. Um, number one reason you said is health. Um, it's a big issue. Can he stay on the field for 16 games? I don't think he necessarily will. But another big thing for me is that Mike Williams and Hunter Henry are being integrated back into the offense. And I think you're going to have huge years and take away from um, Keenan Allen. You look at what Mike Williams did last year. He had 10 touchdowns in five games and had 670 receiving yards. If he's healthy the entire year, plus you throw Hunter Henry in the mix, who's proven to be a solid tight end, I just think the targets go away from Keenan Allen. I don't think he's getting those 130 target seasons and it gets lowered down to maybe 100 around that. I don't think he has 100 receptions. Maybe he'll have 1,000 yards, but I just see a huge regression from him. I wanted to stay away from him. He's getting drafted 
pretty high around probably the third round in most drafts, but that's someone to me, um, especially even if they don't have Melvin, that means teams are going to be more focused to them on the passing game and showing more looks at Keenan Allen. I just think he's destined to have a big time regression and he's been a solid um, receiver fantasy wise every year, but I just don't see that happening. I love Keenan. So it's hard for me to go against him, but I get the pick. I mean, if you're going to go kind of towards his health and it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a bad right, pick. But Mike Williams production for when he was on the field was unbelievable. Any late round heroes before we sign off? Ooh, you know, you know who's the guy this year, honestly? No. How do you feel about Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd's I, I like that. Um I don't I like it, I don't love it. Because people forget AJ Green's gonna come back uh in week yeah, three but, or whatever. But I th- he's always hurt and Boyd's gonna start getting wide receiver. He's gonna get like that juju role. No, no, no. Like, yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll get a shit ton of targets. But I also think that Zach Taylor, who came from the Rams and is now the Bengals coach, is gonna bring a lot of that Rams offense here. And I think that's where Mixon will see the huge jump for that offense and getting a lot more targets in the passing game, taking away some targets from AJ and Tyler Boyd. So when you break it down and Joe Mixon becomes way more of a receiving threat, then maybe there's less targets to go around. Not to mention that offense is horrible as it is, but I just think Joe Mixon is set to have such a big year that I, I wouldn't put my faith in the Bengals receivers. That's fair. I mean, my dynasty team has multiple Bengals on it, which is just a dangerous <laughs> comedy. And it had Andrew Luck, <laughs> which is just, that's tough because I traded, when we started the league, it was about four or five years ago. I traded like my my first and third to move up to one to draft luck because I was like, I'm going to have the number one fan. I'm going to have a top three fantasy quarterback for 10 to 15 years. And I was like, that's worth it to me. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. So special announcement. So what we're going to be doing is, is a real, is sports, real sports pod fantasy league. So it's going to be me and Abe. And it's going to be eight or 10. We're, we're deciding between a 10 or 12 person league. And they're going to get to play for free. We'll, we'll say the rules on how to enter $500 prize. Bang. Bang. That's going to be fun. And we're going to uh, hopefully do a live draft. And then it's going to become a podcast segment, which will also be cool. We'll reference it. So like, We've done giveaways before, which are cool. You know, we just did a Madden one. We've done Kyrie shoes, stuff like that. But this is going to be like a super fun league that's constantly going to be talked about, referenced on the Snap, on the on the RS Pod, on the Instagram and stuff. So, really cool opportunity. Details will come out. We'll obviously post on RS Pod on Instagram. I'll post my Snap story. Abe, I'll even make him post on his personal Instagram, oh, yeah. and I'll do the same. Um, and I think not only are we going to give out $500 and it's going to be free entry to the eight to 10 people, but, uh, we're going to have a loser punishment, like loser punishment, but it's only going to be who finishes worse mirror. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to have to craft up something special. Maybe we'll, um, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll take suggestions. Yes, we're definitely going to take suggestions. We'll come up with that. But so stay tuned for that. That's coming very soon. Um, Thank you guys for listening to episode 24 of the Real Sports Podcast. I'm Jack Settlement for Real Underscore Sports on on Snapchat. 
Abe signing off. Abe, any last words? Yeah, whoever whoever is fortunate enough to join this fantasy league, um, it's not personal. Whatever I'm going to do to you in this league, um, <laughs> I might get a little ruthless on the podcast if you take one of my players, but it's all love in the end. All right, Real Swords fam. Peace. Peace. <laughs>